Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 15. Here's Matthew chapter 15. Let's pick up in verse 7. This comes on the heels of an exchange. The Pharisees try to call out Jesus' disciples for neglecting a ceremonial hand-washing tradition before eating passed down to them from their elders. Jesus rightly calls them out for rejecting the word of God given to them by Moses, right? So what Jesus calls them out for is obviously of eternal significance. What they have called the disciples out for is of zero significance. It's a heavy accusation that Jesus rightly pins squarely between the eyes of the Pharisees and scribes saying that they have nullified the word of God because of their traditions. Wow. Everybody take a minute, consider your denominational practices, your church traditions. Do not nullify the word of God because of tradition. You hear me? My Catholic friends, don't nullify the word of God because of tradition. Jesus, Matthew 15, verse 6. Moreover, here's verse 7. Hypocrites, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, and here he goes on to quote Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. This people, this group, this generation, honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines human commands. This is our next series, Isaiah. And here it is, cited by the Savior in Matthew 15, 7, as fulfilled when he's looking at the Pharisees, the religious elite. And all this because Jesus and his disciples showed up to eat somewhere. And they didn't do the song and dance gesticulation that was required by elder tradition. Jesus responds, accusing them of nullifying the word of God in exchange for their tradition. And also now, by referencing Isaiah 29, points out the emptiness of their worship. How they would honor God with their lips. They would say words. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison. They would say words with their lips, but their hearts were far from God. It was empty. It was meaningless. God spews that lukewarmness out of his mouth. That's meaningless babble. Empty words. Heartless recitation. It's despicable to God. God despises such empty religion and right. See, Amos as well. God detested their sacrifices while they neglected mercy. They worship me in vain. That is chilling. Because they would claim to be rightly worshiping God, as Isaiah prophesied and as is now fulfilled in these Pharisees. Their worship, it's meaningless. You worship God in vain because your heart is not in it. It's all an act, it's a facade, and God's not falling for it. They teach as doctrines human commands. It's not the word of the Lord, it's the word of the dude. But you pretend like God said it. Watch out. Watch out. Do you hear me? Even as well, too, you know that I have a huge soft spot in my heart for the charismatic church, but charismatic brothers and sisters, watch out. Watch out. 
If you neglect the Word of God and you teach as though it were on par with divine wisdom some human command, watch out. You find yourself square in the center of Isaiah 29, verse 13, square in the center of what Jesus references in Matthew 15, 9. You worship God in vain, and you teach as what is you teach as though it were doctrine, something that's merely a human command. This is this is uh, I'll be for this is this is this is partly why I don't wave the flag of Calvinist because literally it's named after a dead dude. All right, I preach the word of God. I'm under zero obligation to take on the name of a dead dude, and I don't even. Totally agree with his followers, by the way. Right? That's a human tradition. Literally named after a human for crying out loud. This is the word of God. May this be my legacy. May this be any kind of name. If you must, if you must affix a name to me, may I be a biblicist. Do not worship God in vain with your heart far from him while you say the right words. And do not Lift up as tantamount to Scripture your own human commands that come not from divine authority, but from depravity, from personal political motivation, and from demonic deception. The Word, the Word, the Word. And not just the recitation of the words, the passionate proclamation from an authentic heart that worships in spirit and in truth. Let this be the anthem of the church. May the Redemption Church honor God with both, with both our lips and our hearts, broken for sin, overjoyed by the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ, affixed forevermore in the heavenly horizon and motivated by the Great Commission, prayerfully seeking and asking God to bring revival to the Seattle area authentically, genuinely, passionately, love-struck with Jesus. Not just empty, rote recitation. You can give financially and your heart's not in it. You can even give financially with the hope of getting something in return. You can have perfect church attendance, but your heart was never there. You can even serve doing heavy lifting, but you don't love Jesus. Your worship is in vain, verse 9 says. So there's two, man, really brutally important teachings. It was a one-two punch to the Pharisees, but a lot of us are feeling that in the gut right now. I'm, I dread those words, they worship me in vain. God, let my worship never be in vain. God, forgive me if I ever sing the songs while my, while my heart is far, far away from what's happening in the moment. God help me. I mean, this is this is why I have this habit when I drive and I'm listening to worship songs. If I find myself even just by rote singing the words by memorization, but really I'm thinking about what's happening in the traffic around me or stuff like that, or like, ooh, a cheeseburger sounds good, I will pause the song until I can really engage it with my heart. And it's that's a I don't again I can't be legalistic about it. I'm just telling you my personal preference. I don't want to honor God with my lips while my heart is far from Him. So I fix my heart to Him first and I sing the words truly and genuinely. I don't want my worship to be in vain. And moreover, I don't want to teach as though it were doctrine, just a mere human command. At JCM, we go book by book through the Word of God. We have a plan. 
currently a nine-year scope and sequence to go verse by verse through all of Scripture. And at no point along the way will we lift up human tradition as though we're on par with Scripture. If I, in a sermon time, feel compelled because of some cataclysmic event to give a teaching that requires perhaps speculation, I will close my Bible and step down and for a brief few seconds make the clear delineation. This is not the word of the Lord. Circumstances dictate or it's been requested of me to weigh in on this. And so here's what I believe. Here's what I think. And then I will get back up again. It better be pretty pertinent because I've only done it twice in the whole history of the Redemption Church so far. It better be something pretty pertinent because that's the least valuable time in that whole sermon that I'm outside the word of God. Anytime I teach from anything other than this, I'm teaching from something less, especially if it just comes from here. May we never mistake human tradition and human command for the Word of God.